0: Welcome to
1: the Wood Talk Weekend Show. It's time to unbutton those pants, crack open a fresh grape soda, and let the soothing sounds of Mark, Shannon, and Matt caress your ear holes. That's right. We're like a little hairy worm that crawls into your ear and caresses the inside of your ear holes. It rubs its little shoulder up there. And you get all excited. That's what we're like. Two hairy worms, one albino one. That's right. Got to be careful of those white ones. They're juicy. Okay. So... <laughs> a weekend show uh, woo. we're here to party we made it Of course we it's made it again another How long we week that? is behind us you know we can kick back crack open a a frosty one and just enjoy a good wood talk show or not uh, okay so Tomaso wrote in and he says I thought this was a very fun question he says hi guys I've been listening and following the lot of you for many years now and I've noticed how happy and fulfilled you all seem. Well, not Shannon. He sounds miserable <laughs> like a Broadway play. Think Cats if it took place in a Chinese restaurant. So, <laughs> Memory, like that hot sauce I had last uh, night. That's great. So I wonder, what's your secret? I dumped it on my duck roll. Yeah, so I wonder, what's your secret to that satisfied life? Have you abandoned so- all hope? emotionally dead inside allergic reaction to Babinga. teach me your ways of happiness love and sawdust Tommaso.
0: i'm'm I'm, I'm still writing Chinese uh, the Chinese restaurant version of cats I think that's got <laughs> legs I think that could go somewhere
1: little fuzzy legs for
0: yeah, me. a whole a whole number about how the fryer oil is too old and it smells like fish yeah. that would be good
1: would, uh, that would be yeah, I got a Chinese, cats would think that there's a Chinese yeah. place around here the food's pretty good but when I walk in it smells like a bathroom that was just cleaned so it's got that very humid chemical overtone but you could still smell the the stuff that was there prior to the cleaning what hmm. are they cleaning with that i don't before? know but it's but it's in the entryway like in the foyer on the way in the, and there's no bathroom around there and they still get a good hmm. grade from the you know health code thing but it makes me a little it bit smells nervous. very clean in there no it smells like clean poop it smells like clean poop you know what i'm talking about is like it a,
2: after your dogs, it's are like in there? After, you after you clean your, uh, Arizona summer.
1: After you clean the diaper pail, yes, you cleaned it, but it still has that you know still wafts up the nose. <laughs> it will never be that clean. Yeah, it's never going to be totally clean. <laughs> oh. Okay, wow. Um, anyway, I, I can't stop talking about poop. It's just a thing for me. Um, okay, apparently is the secret to your happiness. It must there be you go talk, poop talk. Uh, okay, I will. Uh, I, I will say first of all, before we talk about like our secrets to happiness, I think we should probably like lay it all out there. Uh, Is do you think it's possible based on how we present content? You know, it's it's kind of our jobs to do that. um, Is it possible that people might get the wrong impression? In terms of how happy we are, I'm not saying anyone's unhappy, but I am saying we're human and we all have, you know, life's difficulties and things thrown our way. And, uh, you know, we we put our pants on the way most people do. Well, well, Shannon doesn't. He has to go to the extra large pants uh, and he puts them on (laughs) with it with some kind of a gantry system. But (laughs) that's right. Extra large pants, baby. (laughs) Just the legs. I'm taking that as a positive. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, like, seriously, I I don't think we generally post. A bunch of negative stuff because we know we have people who follow us who enjoy watching what we do. It behooves us not to focus on the negative. Like, I'm not necessarily going to post, you know, on a, a night that Ava was up all night teething and then Mateo gets up in the morning and he's got a cramp in his leg and then he has a nosebleed and then the dogs, uh, you know, pee in the, in the living room. It, like, stuff happens, you know what I mean? So, I, do you think there's a possibility we might give a little bit of a false representation of what our lives are in the big picture? Sure. It's gotta be possible, right? Yeah,
0: nobody wants to see like a depressing YouTube video. So
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know. For me, I'm always kind of positive. That's because your wife
1: Both does days. all the work. That's true. Yeah, that's true. She does do a lot around here. It's true. <laughs> Wait till you have a little so more responsibility a, so,
2: then. <laughs> so we're getting into our
1: um because of Happiness, let's have a good wife. Is that yeah, what I'm yeah. trying to say? Uh that actually would help quite a bit. Well, yeah, one that makes decent money,
0: there's, there's something to that. Yeah,
2: actually so. enjoy living with your spouse um, might be good.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, you know, except for Matt, because he's the exception, um, and he's also young and naive, so he'll he'll. Get that's there. true. I
2: am very naive.
1: <laughs> I mean, look at that hair. He looks like a five-year-old boy. So <laughs> he went to great. My clips. son, I got
2: matching haircuts. All right, <laughs>
1: that's awesome, though. <laughs> try try buying with your child sometime, right? Mark, come on. I know. There I got, you go. I should probably do that. <laughs> I don't spend enough time with my kids. Um all right. So, if we say that that's the case, I mean, cuz we are just regular people and crap happens. Um but but still, I think, I mean, I could say I'm pretty happy. I don't uh it's hard to judge because I don't a lot of the friends that I have are in the same situation. I know them from their online persona and and I see what's going on in their life based on what they post. So it's hard for me to say if I'm ha- any happier than anyone else in that case because a lot of times in social media people only post the good stuff and usually the bad stuff is, you know, put back to the back burner and you kind of just pretend it didn't happen. So but you know, let's let's just say what what kind of tips would you have if you were to describe why you're so happy if you are so happy. <laughs> so let's go with Matt first, the, the the guy who lives the magical life. What uh what makes you so happy there, Matt?
2: Well, even like going back to like, is, is, are, am I really happy? Or things happen to me that like I don't. Know, I have a normal life. just like everybody else. We all got you know crap to deal with, and things happen. But bills to pay. After yeah, bills to pay. Things you don't want to pay, but you have to anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just totally lost my train of thought again. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. And uh, that's oh, smart. that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> so even though all those, those things can happen to me, which is fine. It's part of life. But when I sit and I think about it, there's no way that can keep me down because I'm actually doing what I love. And there's like, not everybody has that opportunity to even know what they want to do, which can make them happy to do that every day. So the fact that I'm doing this, which is like, at least so far, it seems to be the perfect fit for me. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy it and I love what I'm doing. There's no way that anything in life can make me not happy about that because that's going to bring me up every single time any downers is going to be totally bounced back by the fact that I'm doing what I love. I'm having a good time doing it. And I get to talk to you guys every week. Well, that really but is the cherry really on the Sunday. That's what
0: keeps you going.
2: It so, does. It does. So no matter so how dark show? it is, you know, come Monday, come so Monday, <laughs> there'll be some goofy guys that won't make me stop laughing. because right. they're just be trying to get me to not talk and laugh and fall off my chair.
1: Yeah. So there, there's some, uh, old sort of advice that, that, gets passed around that I've always disagreed with and it is do not take what you do as a hobby something you love and do it as a career because you'll grow to hate it and See? I've always felt that that was untrue you you may yeah. grow to be stressed by it a little bit more than you were before and there may be days where you don't like it as much but if i start out loving something and then i make it a career the end result is probably still going to be a net positive if I started off just kind of not caring about something and making that a career, which I would then eventually hate. You know, so I think no matter how bad this gets, it's still better than if I was doing something I just was kind of apathetic about and really didn't care about.
0: Yeah, I think, and I, think that- I think the internet has changed that a little bit too. Like even for furniture makers, like what you used to do, Mark. And that's a hard life, mm-hmm. you know, and it ended up not working out for you or more importantly, it ended up morphing into something else yeah. because of a community you found online. Mm-hmm. So that what makes what makes that old dogma kind of true is when you're doing it in isolation, you know, and man, I got to pay the mortgage. I got to, you know, send little Susie to swim lessons and get braces put on her. And my hobby now has to feed all that Mm -hmm. and that becomes difficult. But the internet has changed that in the fact that you can find a support group. You know, you can find other people in the same boat trying to make a living doing what you're doing and you can either support one another. You can share ideas and kind of a mastermind type thing. No one is an Island anymore. Um, We can all find our tribe to quote Seth Godin. So, I mean, it's that changes the game totally in Mm -hmm. my opinion.
1: So then Uh, would you, uh, Shannon, would you say that your what you do for a hobby slash work because you're a little bit more of a hybrid there? You still have your day job. Um, would you say that that is a big part of what makes you so happy? Is you know, I mean, oh. there's a personal family side of this that's a huge yeah. element to this as well. But just talking about work only, is that a big factor for you? Absolutely. I mean, I've said it on
0: the show a couple times before. If my day job wasn't at a lumberyard, I would have quit it. I would be full time with the hand tool school of Renaissance woodworker. I don't have to do that because I've got a great job that stays in the same area. I mean, the fact that I can come home early on Monday to record wood talk because it has to do with wood, you know, (laughs) it's actually permissible that I leave work early to do this. Um, I get to, to play around with wood. I get to, you know, talk about wood. I get to further, it's furthered my knowledge about the industry, about the material itself. Um, if I were still working in a digital marketing agency, I might have jumped out the upper story window um, <laughs> yeah. you know, or or gone postal on somebody. If I was still working in the i t sector, I would have gone postal on somebody because a migraine headache would have just made me snap. so <clears throat> if if I may the the reason for and you have to everybody's got a backstory, right? I just saw something on Facebook timeline this morning about what a you know, terrible and tough life uh, Dwayne Johnson had. You know, The Rock. Mm-hmm. You know, he was broke, he was evicted from his apartment and you know, all this stuff that he struggled with and yet he's one of the highest paid actors in Hollywood. It was one of those like rags to riches type stories. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got some sort of backstory like that. It, hasn't, it wasn't always great. You know, Mark spent some time wallowing in, a, in, 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 in the biotech oh. world. Prison would have been prison. much more interesting. Prison. Yeah, well,
1: <laughs> like, oh, like all those story. prison tats, you know. Oh, that's what man. it is.
0: Shank <laughs> scar. Yeah, everybody has got something in their past. that's like, man, I was unhappy then. Um, and and I think you have to kind of take that in stride. And and for me, you know, I stopped. I don't want to say stopped caring about money, but it became much less of an issue for me. Um, I've said this on previous podcasts before. I make a hell of a lot less money than I used to. Um, And I am so much happier and frankly, more financially stable. I had debt back then and I was making like five times more than I make now. I'm totally debt free now, make a lot less money, but I do what I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, And even the stuff that I don't enjoy, I at least have some control over it. You know, I mean, no, no job is perfect. There's always some element that, oh, man, I don't want to deal with that. Um, But, you know, the the more that you can obsess over how much am I making, I think the less happy you're going to end up being. And if you kind of it's easier said than done, I realize you can't just forget about it. But I mean, I worked in a position before, in a sales position where it was so focused on that carrot and stick mentality. Mm -hmm. Next commission, next sale. You know, if you make the next sale, you're going to get this huge check and this huge check. And I've never been so unhappy, so unhealthy than I am now making a shadow of what I used to make. Um, You start to realize just how little money you absolutely need to get along, survive, pay your mortgage, be able to take a vacation, you know, and certainly that number is going to change for everybody. But, um, I I don't know for me, that was it. Um, I stopped focusing on that because I, well, I didn't like who I was, frankly, when I look back on it, it's like, I was a totally different person. I was so focused on this thing and what do I have to show for it? You know? Um, so that there's my words of wisdom, you know. Don't don't let the the financial side of things get you down too much. Don't well, focus on it too much.
1: Well, that's another one of those old adages that's like, you know, money doesn't buy happiness. And you know, to a degree, if you're unhappy, money isn't going to make you happy. But money problems can certainly make you unhappy. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and the absence of money problems can make you happier, you know? So there is a variation of that that I think is very true. Um, You know, thankfully, Nicole and I have worked really hard to become debt-free aside from the, you know, our mortgage and uh, actually the mortgage is like the primary thing. Uh, School debt has been paid off and no credit cards, things like that. And you know what the one thing is we never have to fight about? Money, like yeah. that's a huge thing. I think most couples would probably say money is one of the biggest uh things that, that is a sticking point and an argument point in a couple. And I think if you have that gone Suddenly, you can find other things to to argue about. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, but and and I think other the key less important things. the key
0: to that is not you know when you have that gone because you suddenly came into a bunch of money. Um, I mean, there was a major adjustment for me when I when I changed jobs, when I changed careers. Um, the birth of the hand tool school came out of that first of all because um, I, I needed to find a way to to generate more income. But I also took a serious long look at where we were spending our money, how we were living. Um, where we could tighten the belt, but not to the point where you're like, oh man, this is miserable. Because believe me, I spent a couple of years there where things were truly miserable. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, never didn't take any vacations because we couldn't afford to take any vacations. Um, But a lot of that, we were still spending frivolously in other areas. And, you know, so there's all this, you you can get budgets and all that fun stuff that sounds boring and and awful, but it was a mind shift change more than anything else. Mm -hmm. But a lot Um, of that, we were still spending Oops. Sorry, okay, yeah. heck, uh, just déjà vu there. Um, but the, the the key is is you can make a lot of money, and more often than not, people who make a lot of money spend like they make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you start to realize that that you don't need any of that stuff, um, it's surprising how that money quotient can go away without having to hit the lottery or something yeah,
1: like that. Well, always living within your means, even when your means continually increase is, is a really bad way to go. A uh, very yeah. scary way to go. Um, you know, I could say definitely one of the things that makes me satisfied with the type of work that I do is the fact that it is changing up all the time. So if I'm not video editing, I'm in the shop building something. If I'm not doing that, I'm coming up with a new marketing strategy. I'm writing blog posts. I'm, talking about you know potentially writing my next book, uh, like all these little things that are so many different jobs that it's- You it's, just never learn, do you? I don't, I, I really weren't don't. We, weren't we supposed to like physically
0: hurt you if you talked about writing another book? I seem to remember Look, you made that, after, extracted
1: that promise from me. After Mateo, I said never again. And then now I have Ava. So you know, yeah. great things happen when I go back on my word.
0: I um, <laughs> need to call Vanderlis because I'm pretty certain you
1: told Matt Vanderlis and I to never let you write another book. Yeah, yeah that definitely happened. But I, I think really having all these different jobs is something that makes it hard for me to get bored. I mean it's challenging, it can be stressful, and there are a lot of you know balls in the air at the same time. But that's what makes it interesting and fun. I always look forward to the next thing that's coming up. Um, I read a book a couple of years ago called The Happiness Advantage, and there was a, a really, I thought, a, a very important and accurate point there about our culture and the setting of goals and then how we respond when we hit those goals. So in generally speaking, in our culture, we set a goal, and as soon as we hit it, whatever it is, whether it's like a sales number you want to hit or a number of subscribers you want to hit, there's very little time, like we don't give ourselves much time to revel in that victory, to really enjoy it and kind of bask in it, be happy about it, before we're already thinking about what is the next goal. And that's you know, sort of aggressive growth thinking, what's the next thing, what's the next thing. But that's a recipe to never being happy because you will never stop. You always have to increase. You know, so it's kind of like when you watch the uh, stock market and certain businesses, there always has to be growth. Whereas you have a company, and that's why I really like the business model, I think it's an interesting business model. When you look at a company like Lee Nielsen, for instance, who is happy where they're at, continues to be successful, but they are not so focused on growth that they're just trying to ramp up. Let's just ramp up production so we could put our planes out everywhere. They keep the quality where they want it and they put the amount of product on the market that they're able to put out. And if you have to wait a couple of weeks for your hand plane, then so be it. You know, so I really, uh-huh. I really respect that idea. But I think it all comes back to being okay with hitting a goal, enjoying that goal, and really just enjoying your success—like that's an awesome thing that I did—I'm uh, going to enjoy this for a while before I let my brain focus on what the heck is coming down the pike next. And it's it's that constant thinking forward. Yes, it's good for growth, but it's also good for making you incredibly stressed out and never really mm-hmm. truly being satisfied with where you're currently at. So good book, Happiness Advantage. It's, uh, there's even, a, a, I think, a snippet of a TED Talk that the author did that if you, watch, if you do nothing but watch that, that piece of that TED Talk, it'll kind of be enlightening, I think, in, in terms of this goal-setting thing.
0: It's um, a deep episode.
1: Yeah, seriously, yeah. right? Um, and before we close it off, how about personal life? Do we have any advice for people? I mean, that's getting, you know, obviously personal. <laughs> so I don't, don't know how much we want to get into that. But I think family, at least for me, is a huge part of what makes me happy. Part of the you know, tie-in between family and, and the job is the fact that I could take the day off and go see something that my kid's doing in school, you know, or I could blow off the day and take the kid to the movies if I want to. Um, being able to do what I want to do when I want to do it with my family and not having someone tell me I have to be at a certain place at a certain time is huge. Um, but family support is everything. I mean, none of this would go anywhere if I didn't have the support of my family, you know, not just emotionally, but obviously as part of my business. So um, that's huge for me. So, spousal and family support, I think that's pretty high up there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you get out of the shop enough to uh, <laughs> enjoy
1: that. <laughs> that's, isn't that the challenge, right? You know, because it's like, you want to do well in here. You want to make as much stuff as you can or content as you can, but you still need to to pay your dues inside the house and be with the family. I mean, that's what you're, yeah. you're, you know, hopefully what you're doing it all for is to help improve your situation for your family. So,
0: yeah. Or just do like Matt and drag your family into the shop and put them to work. Yeah. Make them work. Make some content, Lindsay. Come on. <laughs> Cremona insides. The people have spoken. They want you to
2: turn more stuff. Do oh. it. Make more cloud shelves. <laughs> way to do it, man. That's exactly what it's like. But <laughs> I'm with I'm with Mark on that one. It's being able to kind of like just that, the freedom to do exactly whatever you want to do. I mean, you have to pay the consequence if you got to get some stuff done. And you decide, hey, I don't want to work today. Yeah. Then you're probably going to be working till middle of the night the next day. But whatever. That's all right. I think if we go back to like that that saying that you said earlier, Mark, about making your hobby into a business, I think that – I don't really like that too much because it, it kind of negates the whole overall thing that people kind of forget.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's
2: not really – you are going from probably traditional the employment business. to self-employment. I think and that's a whole different way of life. Right. And I think that's where kind of people forget about that whole like, oh, all of a sudden like, I don't have a constant paycheck coming in. I don't get paid not to work. There's no vacation days. Weekends aren't really a thing anymore. But you have all these other advantages like – you're not working for someone else. No one's telling you what to do. Well, you're telling yourself what to do. And I would hate to work for myself because. Well, if I was someone else working for me, I'd be a terrible boss because you would hate to work for me because you'd work your butt off and you'd hate <laughs> it because you, and you wouldn't have any breaks. Not to mention you wouldn't get time. paid. Yeah, I would not pay you either. Yes, I would pay you like crap, and uh, you'll be working all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I'd be, I would be very emotionally straining on you as an employer. You're like a drill sergeant.
1: <laughs> you call that sanding? You suck! That's, that's, that's crap. That's crap. Do it again. <laughs> I ain't paying you for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see what you're saying. This is my sander. There are
1: many like it, but this one's mine. <laughs> nice. That's classic. All right. Well, I think that's about it. I think there's a lot we could break down with, with a topic like this. Uh, but ultimately, uh, that's that's our stories and what makes us happy. Ultimately, what makes me happiest is saying the name Tommaso. Tommaso. Yeah. It really Tomas. does. It just rolls off the tongue. Just just makes you smile. Makes it makes shoot. me want to eat a big bowl of spaghetti and meatballs.
0: Yeah. Some spaghetti with
1: Tommaso. A little Tommaso sauce on <laughs> it. Grazie, Tommaso. Uh, grazie. All right. Uh, well thank you for listening everyone this has been a very long weekend show and we appreciate you listening we will catch you next time
0: see ya it's a a long weekend show not a long weekend and a show and a show it's a normal length weekend
1: it's a good point it's a long show long
0: weekend show for the regular weekend
1: thanks for clarifying that yeah